engineered, driven, created. You are listening to the B Velocity podcast, and this is episode 17. And I'm Deborah. And I'm Sophie, your host. And we are joined today with our guest, Amy Gibbard. Amy is a mechanical engineer student at Loughborough University Motorsport, and she's also a team leader at the same place in her spare time. Welcome, Amy. Hello. Hello. We're really happy to have you on our podcast and it's taken us a while to get you on. How how are you getting on and how are the exams going? Yeah, just about finished. I finished last week with my exams. So that's my my third year exams. So anybody in the same position will know that it's been a bit of a stressful time. Uh, I was quite lucky, really. This year I did my dissertation project, so I was low on the exam count. So I only had a couple, which is not too bad. Um, but yeah, now all sort of the attention turns to my extracurricular stuff. So stuff like Loughborough University Motorsport, as Sophie mentioned. Yeah, so let's just talk about um, that role. Um, I don't know what a team leader is, so I'm sure our listeners probably don't. Yeah, so Loughborough University Motorsport is a Formula student team. So for those who don't, don't know what that is, um, it's a competition that you can compete in if you're at university. So there's 800 plus teams across the world. It's an international competition. So it's quite a big deal. Um, obviously called Formula Student with that emulation of Formula One, Formula Two, Formula E, um, following on the same suit. So Loughborough University is quite special that their team is entirely extracurricular. Most universities, it runs as part of the course. So you can only be part of it if you're on a certain degree programme or in a certain year. Uh, whereas Loughborough you can join whenever it's one of the reasons that I chose Loughborough University because I was really passionate about being a part of Formula Student so I joined during my first year and during my first year I was just your classic fresher got all the rubbish jobs got had to, had to do whatever they told me um, managed to build quite a good rapport with the team so during my second year I joined the powertrains department there so at the time we were working with engines so we were internal combustion engines and we ran a triumph so I was part of that department um, and then after that, I went on placement. And when I came back from placement, I was lucky enough to be interviewed and selected to be the team leader. So my role on a day-to-day basis basically means that I just run the team. Um, we're quite lucky, as I say, that we're not entirely run by the university. So we're a student-led team, hence me. And I just report back to the guy who controls the money, so to speak, um, one of our academic advisors who's super useful. And obviously, it's great to have someone at the university who you can really turn to, who has that expertise that maybe you don't sometimes. So, yep, Scott's great. He just sort of offers me a lot of support in that matter. In terms of what I do there, so a big thing that I've been very keen on this year is really promoting the team. Um, I am the first female team leader, so that's quite a big deal. And it's been a great opportunity to do events such as this one, where I'm able to talk about my experiences and also how I got involved in the team. And maybe, you know, along the way, convince some other women to get involved, who knows. 
Um, day to day, I tend to get involved a lot with sponsors as well. So the team relies a lot on sponsorship in terms of being able to obviously output a car as all motorsport does. So one of the big things that I do is get involved with all the sponsors. So I sit down with them, talk through sponsorship contracts, maybe offer them something that other teams can't to try and you know get that edge and get them to support us. I also obviously oversee the entire team. So we're built up of roughly 35 senior team members. And then we have a junior team of about 40. Um, so I oversee all of that. In terms of senior team, that tends to be older students who have come through those first, second year experiences and are now part of the wider team. So we have so many departments. Um, I can't even name them all, but this year we have gone electric. So we are building our first electric car. So obviously that's quite a switch from our original IC engine our triumph uh, we're making our own battery we are using standard motors inverters and dc dcs but there's still a lot of work that needs to go into building a first electric car so this year has been mostly about sort of ironing out all of those challenges that we maybe didn't expect because you can't expect anything motorsport so i'm wow. thinking you've used a lot of black tape dual lock um what's the other one cable ties Require. yeah because <laughs> obviously as, as far as I'm aware, they're the main components to build a race car. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think with Formula Student, uh, the rules are so, so strict. And it does make sense because at the end of the day, you've got um, a variety of somewhat inexperienced engineers trying to build a race car. And especially with something as dangerous as an electric car, they have to be extremely tight with their rules. So anything that is remotely connected to the car, if it's a structural component, for example, then it has to be double locked in some way. So whether that's like a thread and then like you say, a nylon nut or something like that. Um, so there'll be a lot of lock wire on there, yeah. But uh, not so much with the cable ties, not allowed many of them. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's more drifting. <laughs> Honestly. <Probably> safer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm blown away with what you just reeled off. I mean, you definitely, you sound like a team leader through and through, honestly. I mean, you're sitting there with your headset on and you <laughs> just sound like you've got it all going for you, doesn't you, Deb? I'm prepared, to honest, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I felt that passion just from that role coming through and I was like, boom, I like this girl. I love it. And even on your face, you can just see it. Um, it's, it's brilliant. Um, personally, can you tell us how, how it feels to be the, like the first female team leader at Loughborough University Motorsport? Yeah, so it's a, it's obviously an honour because um, I'm not the first girl in the team, or the first woman in the team, I should say, um, that yeah. has been women before me. So it's an honour to have been chosen. Um, I like to think that our team is super not biased in any way, shape or form. Um, I've always felt super at home there. So I don't think that it's anything like weird in the previous why a woman hasn't been chosen or anything like that. Um, I just hope I can do the role proud, which I'm sure that is what every, any team leader would say about being a team leader, um, especially with it being our first electric car there's a lot of pressure on um it's great and it's great to see a, a wider engaged audience like I get a lot of contact from the university and um alumni from the university who just want to talk about what it is I do and they've not actually heard about LU Motorsport until I was team leader and I think that's great that it's actually getting out there and it's becoming a more recognized like brand so to speak and I like to think that it helps with sponsorship as well that I'm quite chatty and approachable as you probably realized but um yeah, I think it's great and I feel very honoured and I just hope that, you know, in my role, I can promote the team in a positive way and hopefully encourage more women into it because we are still underrepresented. I mean, there's only two women in a team of 
50 plus um which isn't many as you can as you can mm. guess mm. so I just hope that I can do the, the role justice really I can personally say you have because this this is basically just before we came on um we were having a chat about this and this is one of the main reasons I got you on because I found you and I wanted to know more um all the guests that we've had on they've all been different they've all been unique they've all got different background stories but you you drew, drew me in because it's a different avenue that no one's got you know no one's really talked about it and I've, I think it's really relevant um and fair play to you for doing what you've done because it's paying Thank off you. and it's working otherwise I, I wouldn't have found I wouldn't have found you otherwise no <laughs> So well, where did your love for engineering come from? Where did this all start? Uh, it started when I was very young. Um, it's something I think about a lot as I've got older is that I never really realised there were so few women in motorsport until I was like in my teens. Um, I was quite lucky that my dad had a classic car business when I was a child um, and he was a single father. So I used to spend most of my weekends with him, obviously. Um, so we used to be down at the garage together. And it was just normal to me to be down there and helping dad with, with the cars. And as I say, it was only as I got older that I suddenly like it became more acute that this wasn't necessarily the normal route for a woman. You know, and people started to question more my intentions and I'd often get comments like, oh, well, you're only interested because your dad's interested. And I hope that, you know, 23 years on, I've maybe proved them wrong a little bit there. But um, yeah, I think definitely my dad, 100%. I was very, very, very lucky that he was so supportive and never once made me feel like it wasn't something I should be doing, um, which, as I say, as you get older, you often get the questions, which I'm sure you're both familiar with. But um, yeah, definitely from my dad. And then as I sort of made my own path a little bit when I was 14, um, I started buying and selling Renault Clios um, just to earn a little bit of pocket money, really. Um, so we used to buy them. My dad would obviously help me and they usually have a few little simple issues and we just fix them up and sell them on and most of the time make a profit so that sort of gave my own edge to it almost like I had my own thing with it then um, and that was all when it sort of picked up started working in a garage realized that actually yeah this is what I want to do Um working in the garage was really interesting for me actually because originally I wanted to be a mechanic it was only working in a garage that I realized that actually as much as I enjoyed it because I'm a very hands-on person I thought actually I want to be the person making those design decisions in the first place um, and that was what inspired me to become an engineer, so to speak. And that's when I started looking, obviously, at universities and got recommended Loughborough by someone at my school who had connections to Formula One. And he said that they recruit heavily out of Loughborough. So off I went, young old me, to have a look at the, uh, the university. And I just loved it. And it was great. And it offered me everything that I was looking for. Um, I looked at a few other unis as, you know, you have to look at more than one because you never know how much you like one until you see another, so to speak. But I just loved Loughborough and ended up here. How, because obviously I'm only asking this question because someone I know, in fact, someone I work with, because they went down the whole um, mechanical engineering route. Now, did you like go to an open day at all um, when you like joined? Because yeah, I'm just going to just share this with everyone because it's quite personal and I'm sure people um, can relate to it. So I've got a friend um, so she's got a sister and her dad so no 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 brothers or anything and she wanted to go down the route of mechanical engineering so she went to this college open day and this is how the story came out and this is interesting so 
they go in. Obviously, this lecturer comes out and goes straight up to them and goes, oh, um, are you come to get some more information for your son? And then they're like, so they're like no, 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 it's, it's my daughter. And then it was just the whole, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you know, it was, yeah. you know, it took them by surprise. And to this day, and she's, she still appreciates that situation because she went on that course she completed it she went that little bit more extra with the lads because she was the only girl on the course and she passed it with flying colors yeah she proved she proved them wrong and another thing I liked um there was a student going to the open day as well for the same course so this is after she'd finished and the actual lecturer referred them to her to have a chat because again she was going to be the only female on the course and my mate was like do you know what go in there with this expectation that they're gonna maybe belittle you a little bit you know maybe try and push you out but don't let that put you off she goes go in there do that course prove them wrong and she said six months down the line this girl contacted her and said thanks for the advice complete the course got uh like a distinction got a really high grade thanks for giving me that chat have you did you experience anything like that at all when you joined or did you find that it, they were quite open to the fact that you as a female wanted to do this course I was um yeah so actually interestingly I didn't experience anything like that when I went to university, at university, I was quite positively welcomed. Um, I didn't sit in a single open day or interview where I was made to feel different to be a woman. Um, obviously, a contrast to your friend's experience, which is a shame, really. But I did experience it when I was a bit younger, when I was at school. So first off, when I was doing my GCSEs, I did quite well in my GCSEs and got good grades in most of my subjects. So I sat down with the careers advisor and he asked me what to do. And he suggested English or history even though my history grade was lower than my physics, my maths, my chemistry and biology. So I thought, a bit strange. And I said, no, actually, I want, I want to be an engineer. So I want to take physics and maths at A-level. And even though I'd got A-stars in both my physics and maths at GCSE, he still tried to talk me out of it, which I thought was very strange. And he was still trying to push me down this English route. And he could, just couldn't understand why I'd want to be an engineer. But I, I ignored him. And as you say, I, I pushed against the grain, so to speak, and I decided to do it anyway. And then I did my AS levels. And we had a few things going on at home at that time and I didn't do very well. Um, I still did like I passed them. I still did fine, but I did really well in my biology. And I think I got a C in my physics, um, which is still, you know, a good grade at A level, Mm. AS level, which it was then. Um, And I remember when I had to pick my A-level choices, I did four AS levels. And the way my school worked, you could only do three A-levels. So you had to pick your choices. So I said, oh, I want to do physics, maths and art. And they said, why don't you do biology, maths and art? And I said, no, because to go to university and study engineering I need physics and maths and they said well we don't think you should do physics and in the end it went to my head teacher and back three times before they would sign off for me to do physics even though I'd still passed they wouldn't let me do it and I just kept saying to them but if you don't let me do it I can't do what I want to do with my life like you're actually going to stop me from being an engineer if you if you don't let me do it and I was lucky that my head teacher was great and he was always very supportive and he always like personally recognized me in the corridor and would engage with me about what I wanted to do for a living and talk to me about Formula One and so I was lucky that eventually it got to him and one of these three times he managed to approve it I'm not sure like what happened to all the others but it was just crazy to me that someone could be literally told they can't do something they want to do I mean most students at that age don't know what they want to do 
So maybe, yeah, they could be persuaded biology. But if you've got a student sat in front of you saying, I want to do physics and maths, I want to go to university and study to be an engineer, surely as a school, you'd go, okay. <laughs> it was just crazy. But I guess, you know, as you're saying, I was one of two girls in my A-level physics classes. So maybe the, there was a weird stigma behind it that I didn't sort of recognise at the time. But luckily, like your friend, I was the kind of person that just thought, well, I'm not taking over an answer. And I pushed through it and I pushed on. And then I did really well in my A-levels and got into Loughborough. And now I'm predicted a first class honours in my mechanical engineering degree. So obviously I should have taken physics. <laughs> Take a bow. Oh, that I, love that. I love that. And this is why I wanted to ask this question. Because like I said, there's a lot of kids that are going to be leaving school soon, looking for options, and you've just hit the nail on the head. Listen, if you want to do something, do it. You exactly. know follow your dream because I've always said it I've said it in previous episodes dreams come true and they do and you're yeah, exactly. living proof you're living proof and I love it full power it's, it's quite sad to think that the, there are kids out there who probably don't have the confidence that us three have you know to actually fight yeah. what they want because if you were like you say if you were if you were different and you didn't have that ability to say no this is what I want to do you're wrong you wouldn't be where you are now and and that's quite a scary thought so it yeah. is it's crazy to think what I could have done because I always thought if I didn't make it as an engineer maybe I'd just be like an accountant or something because I was quite good at maths and it's such a different career path and it's crazy to think that that might have happened if I'd not actually pushed harder and been like no I am taking physics whether you like it or not and you know I came out with an A in my physics so they were obviously wrong but um it is crazy as you say that there is sort of younger people out there who don't have the opportunity and that's why your podcast is so great and that's what I'm trying to emulate with my you know Instagram account and stuff like that that there is people out there who are like you who have your passions and your interests and hopefully we're trying to convince them in a small way that they can push through and do what they want to do yeah definitely definitely hit the nail right on the head and I bloody love it have you, have you <laughs> spoken to them since and told them where you are I sometimes think about just like turning up yeah. at the school but you have to have like GBS checks and all sorts now it's not that easy is it but um <laughs> I have a couple of my teachers on social media so I'm sure that they they're aware of what I'm doing and obviously working in Formula One is no little achievement especially for someone coming from like you know where I come from a low-income background um a high poverty area I'm sure that it's probably made its way around the staff room at some point yeah good for you how old are you uh, I'm gonna be 23 in October Wow. I'm not that old I'm pretty young <laughs> that's incredible that is amazing I definitely think you should drop by in your, in your uniform as well <laughs> not sure it fit me anymore if I'm honest <laughs> <laughs> I meant your Red Bull uniform but you can wear your school uniform if you want. <laughs> that makes a bit more sense <laughs> <laughs> oh dear no that's incredible so obviously you've you've done incredibly well for someone of your age and you know, you've ticked all the boxes and I'm guessing you're sort of on your way to where you want to be already. Um, what's your ultimate career goal? Oh, if I could have anything. Yeah. I would love to be a team principal of a Formula One team, but that's a very big goal. Um, I think I'm just like, I'm interested in motorsport, obviously. And I think I've got that almost people skills, um, which is more probably one of the reasons I was chosen to be team leader of your motorsport. Um, I would like to do that that would be obviously the ultimate goal um, in terms of like the next 10 years for example um, my aim is to sort of work within powertrains and control systems within a Formula One team so that's that's the short term um, 
goal 10 years is not really that short term I suppose I'll be 33 so it's pretty old but um yeah it's oh no I've, I've offended oops I've offended I'm <laughs> sorry Deborah <laughs> but it's just because you both look so young that you're obviously miles off 33 so it's like it feels really old to us obviously oh, those are those people skills coming through <laughs> thank you I do try but yeah um that's the goal um hopefully fingers crossed they'll take me back on at Red Bull when I graduate um obviously I did did a year-long placement there as I mentioned in their R&D department doing testing of powertrain systems or drivetrain systems I should say because I don't have an engine department there but um that's that's the ultimate goal uh, I hope I can achieve it I hope that sort of all these steps I'm taking towards pursuing my career and proving my commitment for my career and also you know my degree as well hopefully that will that'll set me in the right direction yeah 100% it's there any female engineers that you've come across that you think you know what I'd love to follow in their footsteps or are you thinking oh I'm I'm not sure if there's that many female engineers out there um what what would you say the ratio is at the moment I'd say the ratio is still pretty low I mean I was quite surprised um you know coming through university I'm on a course of in first year about 160, 180, and there was like 15 women, um, which is quite high actually for, for an engineering degree, which is crazy in itself. Um, in industry, similar sort of numbers, really. I'd say the percentage is quite comparable. I was the first female in my department at Red Bull, which again is obviously something to to be proud of and something in terms of like women I've come across during the Formula One weekends, Hannah, she's a lovely, lovely lady. And before I left, she actually like said, oh, I would want to sit down and just have a coffee and just, you know, talk about her experience and how, how I can sort of get to where she is almost. And it's stuff like that that's really great. In terms of like um, women who inspire me, Gemma Hatton's one that stands out to me. Um, so she's an ex-Formula One engineer. And the reason she stands out to me is because she does so much work in helping promote women in engineering. And I think that's just brilliant. And that's something that I'm obviously trying to do myself um, and trying to convince people that it is a good career path and hopefully hopefully it'll work no keep keep flying that flag exactly it's a great flag you're going to become the next Gemma Hatton I think hopefully you might see me uh, on a stage at a formula student event sometime soon (laughs) (laughs) so what advice would would you give um somebody younger or even yourself if you look back and see yourself you know before that horrible career advisor chat, what advice would you give yourself? I mean, for anyone who's remotely interested in engineering, I'd say pursue it. Um, You know, even if you just start off just looking into what that really means or joining some sort of society, because there is stuff, even at high school level, um, that you can join and get involved in um, that will sort of help you decide what you want, even if there's a little bit of you that wonders what it is, because engineering is such a vast subject. Like if you say to someone, I'm an engineer, that can mean so many things. Um, it can be absolutely anything. It doesn't even necessarily have to be automotive or motorsport. I mean, there's so many branches of engineering. And I think engineering is a degree that suits so many people. And almost people don't always realize that because there's just so many avenues. So I'd say, like, if you are remotely interested, look into it, pursue it, see what that actually means. And if you know you're interested and you know that you want to do it, then like, something that I wish had been around as much as we all sort of hate on social media these days I wish there had been almost more of that around when I was younger because being able to follow people like B-Velocity and other people who sort of are out there to help people feel inspired and actually want to chase their dreams is so great and it's so nice even at my age and my like level of my degree to see people doing that and to think you know what if they can do it why can't I that's such a such a big thing 
So if you've already got that interest, then find out how you go about it. You know, I, I get messages from people on Instagram all the time, just asking a little bit about what I do and how I got there. And people are often happy if you've got an account like mine and like be velocity you're often happy to help people and answer those questions so reach out ask those questions and then you'll find out and you'll know you'll know whether it's something you might be interested in or you'll know the next step into how to find out a bit more about it or you know what sort of subjects you need to be looking at all that sort of stuff and if you know if you know that you're interested and you've done your research and you want to go for it then just go for it like there's literally no one stopping you I think in this day and age I mean, the old saying, if I can do it, anyone can, like super applies. Like, as, as I've mentioned, I come from a very low income background. I come from a high poverty area. I come from a single parent family. Like there's a lot of things that were against me at the time. And yet I still managed to do it. And I still managed to follow my dreams. And I still managed to go and work at Formula One team and run a, a Formula student team and do all these things. That if you told me when I was 14, 15, I'd have been like, that's never going to happen. Like, at that time, I was just trying to get through that next day and get through the next day and and anyone can do it. Literally anyone can do it, no matter your background. I think you've just got to find the right route and you've got to find the right people to support you with that. And that's where things like this come in because like people will know now that, oh, wait, Amy Gibbard, she came from a similar background to mine, but she did it. How did she do it? And you can ask those questions and you can listen to this podcast and you can find out a bit more about how I did it. If you really put yourself out there, I do think it is open to anyone. 100% agree with you on that. You know, we, I get messages Sometimes in my personal messages, because I work in, a, in an industry where it's not just motorsport, it's automotive. And like you said, there are so many different avenues. It's like I talk to so many different, different engineers on a daily basis. That could be from Jaguar Land Rover. It could be Continental Tires. I'm not talking UK. I'm talking globally. So, you know, as you've just said, Amy, brilliant advice. Don't let anything hold you back from doing what you want. You know, we all have our down moments, so to speak. But if there's something that you're really passionate about, that doesn't matter. Because we're here doing what we love. And you've just got to go for it regardless. Yeah. And fair play, Definitely. fair play for you for just keeping that head up and just going pushing forward because you've achieved a lot and you should be really proud thank you I am <laughs> good good now question what's your favorite racing discipline and do you get involved yourself so in terms of an engineering point of view obviously formula one um because it's at the forefront of engineering generally speaking um most of the sort of things that fall into other motorsport categories tend to come from formula one so as an engineer that's definitely my most passionate interest in terms of motorsport enthusiasts, I absolutely love the WRC, the World Rally Championship. So I'm quite lucky that me and my partner tend to travel a bit around the world following that. Now I'm a bit older and I've got the money. Um, so that's that's something that's really a passion. And then in our spare time, obviously, because we're rally enthusiasts, we have a rally car as well. So that's something that we like to play about with um, and get involved in the sport. And again, as much as these sports can be expensive, there's other avenues in. And um, if you're interested in any sort of motorsport, there's, there's things you can do. I mean, even just a little bit of karting with your mates and stuff like that. There's always things you can do. Um, it's obviously just your budget limits you as you get further up the field. Yeah. Can I ask, what rally car have you got? It's a Nissan Micra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People might laugh, but if you've watched the um msn circuit rally championship yeah. 
there is a Nissan Micra in that and I love it. Absolutely love it. Of course it. there is, because they're the best rally cars that you can possibly buy. As well as as well as MX fives. They're great yeah. rally cars as well. But the thing is with your micro, which is again talking about accessibility, is generally speaking, you can pick up your parts quite quite cheap, um, yeah. which makes it a more accessible way into such a sport. See, you don't need a big budget. You just know, need to know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that. And I, I am dying, if we go backwards a bit, I am absolutely dying to hear about your time at Red Bull because Christian Horner is like, one of my favourite people, I honestly, I don't know why, I every time I watch F1, I just think you look like just my type of person, like a really good boss, you know, just a real nice guy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, who have you met? Like, tell us more. How was it? Was it as stressful as, as it looks? Or was it like, you know, work hard, play hard? Absolutely work hard, play hard. Um, it was a lot different to what I expected, actually, you know, as a student going into a Formula One team, as you say, you really expect it to be like extreme amount of pressure. And as much as it's a high pressured environment, it's Formula One. It really is work hard, play hard. And the people I met while I was there were honestly just such great people. I mean, I've come away from that work, like that working relationship with friends for life who, you know, I still speak to every week. And it's just such a great atmosphere. Like everyone's just so happy and wants to have fun and enjoy work, which is such a big thing when you're working in any job, you want to enjoy work. Um, and yeah, it was incredible. I mean, I did some things while I was there that I never thought I'd do in my life, never mind, you know, while, while I was working on a one-year student placement. It was an incredible experience. Obviously, as you can guess, I'm limited in what I can tell you about. Um, but in terms of the overall who I met and vibes and what kind of time I had, um, yeah, Christian's, Christian's a great boss. Um, he really does make an effort with all his staff, which I think is a massive, a massive thing in any industry. And obviously with Christian Horner being world known, so to speak, and being who he is, the fact that he still bothers with with all the staff is a massive, a massive like thing to really credit him for. Um, I met Max Verstappen, Pierre Gasly, Alex Albon. Um, I think they were the only three, because obviously that was the year when, Alex and Pierre did their little switch. Um, so I got to meet both of them. Lucky me. I also got to do a bit of traveling, which is obviously another another brilliant thing to do. Um, I remember when I went out to Abu Dhabi, I was stood in the grandstand looking over the marina. Um, and it was about 30 degrees in December watching the Formula One cars come around the track. And you just stand there and you think, is this really my life? Like, I really didn't expect that this would ever happen. Never mind now, like at the time I was 21. And it was just an incredible experience, but it was honestly the best year of my life. I can say that hand on heart, um, not just because it's Formula One, it's just such an exciting environment, but the people I met while I was there, I mean, my team was just brilliant. Um, as I say, friends for life from there. And it's great because they all also came from different different walks of life and have done different things before working at Red Bull. And some of them are, you know, Red Bull from the graduation, whereas some of them have come in at a later stage. And it was just really interesting to meet people from all walks of life and take away some really meaningful friendships. Oh, well, Red Bull, if you're listening, you need to hire this girl, okay? <laughs> if this somehow reaches you, we're, we're a massive fan. And yeah, just your passion comes across, your maturity, your... I can absolutely 100% see you as a team leader, like 100% and team principal and everything else. I think if you set your mind to anything, you can, you can achieve it. Thank you. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been wrong yet. 
Oh, nice. Good to know. 100% success rate. (laughs) No, I'm I'm saying this purely because of how we've started. Sophie jumped on board at a really good time because we've had guests on that have started in quite low-level championships. They're now performing in a lot higher championships. It's like this weekend coming Donington Park. It's the... World Superbikes, we've got three girls that we know of that are competing in that championship and that's like a BSB support race. Yeah, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how proud I am that we've sp- spoken to these girls from like a lower level. I've watched them race and now they're moving on up and it's, it's I can't tell you how proud it is just, just to see that. It, yeah, brilliant. definitely. So, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on you. We normally do. Um, <laughs> but as Sophie said, you know, you're, you're really going to go far. And I hope someone at Red Bull will listen to this. I'll, I'll have to tag them. Um, <laughs> one day they'll be like, yeah, come back. Come join us. Come join I'll, us. Uh, Work hard, play hard, fun. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you my first exclusive interview when I'm famous if you want. <laughs> but making a note of this. recorded so you're gonna have to (laughs) I can't deny it (laughs) (laughs) love it love it right if you've been following our podcast you know the last thing we ask our guests is for a song choice to go on our driver playlist on Spotify Amy this is your moment and I'm not gonna lie you've got some bangers to get through and pick um gosh yeah so the pressure's on now what song are you gonna pick and why do you know I'd not actually thought about this before I came here today and the song just came into my head while I sat here so I feel like I should credit it um anyone who knows me knows that I'm an absolute diehard Taylor Swift fan so I think we're gonna go with The Man by Taylor Swift if it's not already on there we've not we've not got a Swifty on here how can you not have a Swifty everyone should be a Swifty we've not got a Swifty so you're the first Swifty on here Hold on a well, second. there you go. The man's talking all about the challenges of being a woman in such a male-dominated industry and how things would be easier if you were a man. And I always think it's quite an appropriate song for engineering. Yeah, I like it. And it is on now. Woo! I might have to listen to the... Do you know what? I 100% say this every single time. Go and have a listen to this playlist because it is just it's really I have seen good. you've got some bangers on there yeah <laughs> there's some right bangers on there and I love it absolutely love it amazing amazing indeed right so this is the bit oh you've been such a great guest and you know we're coming to the end now I don't like this how bit. emotional yeah it's a little <laughs> bit emotional um but that doesn't mean you know we're not going to carry on following you uh, see where you go and progress and I say it to everyone if you need anything from us even if it's just tag us in a story or just share a post on our page just get in touch and you know we'll do our best to share your experiences and get your name out there um, that's great thank you yeah so carry on and that's the same with anybody else Sophie have you got anything to add um, to this episode because I've just got so much so much to say but I've got to read it in because I always have a moment <laughs> I, I think I think I've said it all I think 
I think you'll just I think you'll do great honestly and you've really sort of um you've inspired me and you know you that's not I want to say not a big thing to do but you know <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah I'm feeling very inspired so I really hope you do well and talk to you when you're uh when you're team principal thank you thank you for having me it's been really enjoyable I've loved it you're so Lovely. welcome you're so welcome thank you for coming on and um yeah we'll, we'll speak to you soon Perfect. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Oh, my days. How good was this episode? Um, Seriously, guys, if you've got any questions that you'd like to ask Amy, then please drop us a line. I can't thank her enough for coming on, and I hope she's inspired you. Guys, if you are looking at university options, obviously give Loughborough a little look because I know most people look at Oxford Brooks but come on let's have a look at this one because it sounds incredible Sophie as always always, if you want to show some love for our podcast then feel free to like and subscribe thanks for listening to the Be Velocity podcast and stay tuned for next week's exciting episode if you know someone who would like to get involved in building our global community or you'd like to get involved yourself then you know where we are And on that lovely note, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Engineered. Driven. Created.